Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is February 11th. I'm I think. not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. February, look on my phone. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking on the computer. February twelfth. February twelfth. Oh, well, February twelfth. I have something to share. February twelfth. How how amazing was this day so far? And it's not even over yet. Four oh seven this morning, I got a call from my daughter's boyfriend saying, "You better get over here. It's happening." My daughter had a, her second child this morning at 7.27 a.m. Congratulations, Grandpa. I've got tears in my eyes. No, thank you very much. I just saw a picture of the baby. She's beautiful. And you know, the, the incredible thing is is that she had a home birth. And it was, it was the... the I, it was it was like out of the the dark ages, I guess, because I've never seen that. I, I saw her first baby be born in the hospital, and and all of my brothers and sisters and everybody else I knew always went the commonsensical, as I thought, hospital route. And my daughter is just a little bit <laughs> different than that. And she said, "We're having this baby at home." Um, so that means no drugs, right? Nothing good for her. I did both of mine natural, and they do not want you to. Three and a half hours from start to finish, she was done. And well, I mean, you can you can do it. It's not that hard. Okay, women have done it forever. Now to share. Now that I shared a little piece of my joy, we'll share with the world. The joy of David Essel. We have our friend David back on the fo- on the phone again, and um, it's we always get a great response when when David joins our show, and and the funny thing is is that the um, our engineer Josh, um, amazingly worked with David on one of his last radio shows. So how coincidental is that? Hi, David. How are you? Hey, Ray. Ellen, great to be back with you guys. And I know, it's like, how tiny is this world? I'm on the phone waiting to get patched into you. And Josh goes, David Essel? And I go, yeah. He goes, David, I worked with you at KFNX in Phoenix. I go, oh, my God, Josh. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, it is. It is. It's not. And your dog even thinks it's crazy because I heard him bark. I know. He's he's. He's staring at me right now, and he's seeing me get all excited, which means he has to say something. That's just part <laughs> yeah. of the whole thing. Well, it's we a, have dogs here, too. Yeah, there's, there's actually uh, – I actually have Sassy and, and – uh, Oh, you got and Sassy and the puppies? Sex, set, no, not the puppies aren't here, but Sassy and Lexi are here. Um, Mark's mother's dog is here as well. They're in the, they're in the bedroom. They're, they're listening to uh, Channel 828 on cable. They're listening to <laughs> 80s Gold. So, okay, so why don't we get down to brass tacks here? Um, David's back on because, not because, I mean, David comes on uh, very regularly, but one of the reasons and one of the things we're going to speak about tonight is David has a new book out in print. It is called Focus, Slay Your Goals, and Give Us the Third Piece. (laughs) The Proven Guide to Huge Success, A Great Attitude, and Profound Love. And that took up the show. Thank you, folks. And there you go. No. <laughs> and this is the one that you dictated into your iPhone, correct, David? Yeah, Ellen. You know, as a matter of fact, the last three books that we've done, we I've dictated all of them into my iPhone, and you know, and, and we have videos on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and Google David Essel, how to write a book, we actually tell people how to use this system. Um, and, and also later on in the show, if someone really, if someone's listening right now and they want to write a a book, we're going to offer all of Ray's listeners a free 15 minute phone counseling session with me. So later on, we'll give that information, but you know, Ellen and Ray, the, the, the transformation in society of how we do things has never been more profound than it is right now. If Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've been writing books for 22 years. When I first started out, I've never been a typist. I hate to type. I'm not a big... This is your 11th, right? What's that? This is your 11th book, correct? It's our 10th book. 10th, okay. 
I'm jumping ahead. I'm anticipating the next one, I guess. There you go. Yeah, and, it, and we've already started working on it. So, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, when, when I first started, I did everything in longhand, and then I would give it to an assistant who would then type it and, and then give it back to me, and, you know, we'd go through that whole editing process. And I did that for an, a number of years. I mean, writing very some pretty profound books in regards to length, you know, 70,000, 80,000, 100,000 words, Mm-hmm. And, um, and doing it all in longhand. And, and then, you know, because I'm not a typist, I was always trying to find a way in. Do you guys remember that computer program that came out years ago called Dragon? Yes. Yes. Okay. They used it in hospitals to yep. transcribe doctor yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it first came out, you know, now it's totally updated and it works great, but it was terrible. And um, I, <laughs> I would, remember you know, it like, well. <laughs> What, I'm sorry. I said I remember it well. You had to make it understand and know your voice. I never would have known and mine it, then, and it didn't work very well. No, and you know, I would. I did a paragraph, and there wasn't one word in a paragraph that I said. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, you you would dictate the book, and it wrote itself. Yeah, and a different and one. It was like, what the heck does this say? You know, and so I I just threw it away. But then, through a stroke of luck. I figured out that, you know, I could use my phone, drop an email, and of course you have to do a lot of work before you start dictating in a phone. You know, you don't just start dictating a book. I mean, there's a lot of outlining that we do and all that, but, but, but this book was an absolute joy because I was able to give the system. I mean, it is so detailed, guys, of how to get focused, how to choose the most important. Now, one of the mistakes that we make is that we, we, we go through the book when you want to be really successful in life, you cannot choose more than one major goal at a time to go after. Right. And the example we give, you know, in the book, as we say with New Year's Eve resolutions, people are going to quit drinking, quit smoking, lose weight, find the love of their life, save their current relationship, quit spending so much money. You know, they like all very Just way too much on their plate. Goal. Yeah. But, but it's too scattered. Yeah. So, we teach people with the system of focus and there's actually space in the book where people write it down, like the different areas. We break life down into six areas mm-hmm. and then we break those six areas down even more. And then we have the person choose the one true goal, the biggest one that they need to go after right now. And then we tell them how to do it. Um, it's, it's, it's a, All right, well, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we jump right into that and we'll start right from the beginning of this book. I mean, the beauty thing is, is that I, I'm both Ellen and I right now are reading it and I've been jotting down some notes. So um, one of the things that really, really jumped out at me is the dedication of the, your book. It's to your brother, Terry. Yeah. So, you know, not when, when I hear people come on and they talk about books, they talk about chapter one, chapter seven, chapter six, you know, in, in all erratic type of different ways. And, and we do that as well. We just, con- we just conversationally talk. And one thing that jumped out was the dedication of your book to your brother, Terry. So yeah. share with us a little bit how Terry really influenced you in writing this book. I mean, I read it, but share with us so that the audience knows um, how special and important Terry was in what you do in life today. Well, there's, there's a word that's overused, you know, we call people our soulmates. And, and a lot of times we, when we think of that, we think of soulmates as someone who's our romantic partner, but there Mm -hmm. are soulmates out there that have walked through hell with you. There are, there are people that have, you know, stood by your side when you were going through absolute hell. To mm-hmm. me, that's, that's, that's a, a really deep bonded love connection. And that's what my brother Terry and I have. Um, you know, he was the only one, and let's, let's go to the theme of this, the show when we talk about addiction. He literally was the only person in my life that followed my addiction for all the years I had it. He was the only one I was honest with. He was the only one that I would tell him that I've got this serious problem with alcohol and um, the cocaine part of it. I never talked to him much about it, but my main drug of choice was always alcohol. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we joked um, years ago about whoever made a million dollars first had to take the other person into treatment. 
You know, that was yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it wouldn't have been spent a million dollars for us because you did that with ease, you know? Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was, yeah, you had to actually have it, you know? Um, yeah. And, and so, but like, that's the kind of relationship, you know, like a lot of people might not find that comment I just made funny, but mm-hmm. for me, to be able to be so blatantly honest and say, I have an issue. And he also had a drinking problem. So he understood it, you know? And so when I would joke and say, Hey, I don't know who's going to make a million first, but whoever does, they're taking the other one, you know, and, and we would laugh about it. Right. That's, that's part of having a really open, deep, vulnerable relationship. Right. And, and, it, and, you know, so when I thought about writing the book focus, um, he was someone, you know, that, and then when I went into treatment and then I came out and I was sober for a number of years and then he decided to get sober. Uh, so we, we, we have a lot in common. We're very different. Um, he's much more conservative. I'm outrageously liberal, but mm-hmm. because of that, we don't ever talk politics. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't do that in today's society without thinking that you're going to get your head cut off anyway. So yeah, I, I, I try not to. These yeah. Guys. yeah. So, and, and, and I've seen, you know, he's a younger brother and I've seen him grow. You know, he has respected every risk I've taken. Uh, you know, my, my career path has not been normal at all, you know, and it mm-hmm. never will be. And, and I'm quite happy with that, but that's right. That's a great question. And that's why I dedicated the book to him because of this huge grounding force that he's always been in my life. All right. Now let me ask the, the, the reason why I asked you that question is because, um, I have an individual in my family, and she sits every single week and listens to me live and tapes. It's my sister. She was she was the same for me when I was when I was not doing well. She was the one that jumped up, and she was my protector in a lot of ways. I mean, granted, she caught a lot of grief for it from the rest of my family. Um, but she, Karen is her name and she's my older sister. Um, she was the one that was my protector. She was the one that I, that I always turned to and said, help. She was the one that always was there for me. And, um, you know, like you said, it, it's a romantic thing and it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be. My sister was the one that was there for me. And when I was reading your dedication to your brother, that's who I was seeing, as somebody who I have to give a dedication to, I don't, I don't have a book to do that, but I have the airwaves to be able to do that. And that's why I'm saying it now. And, you know, that's, that's the great thing is like, you know, we, we have a, I mean, we have a common idea of focus. We have different values and different ways about expressing it. You and I, I'm saying, but the thing is, is that we do know, where our important people are placed within our lives and what they mean to us. And I think that my sister um, carries that same value to me as your brother does to you. And I just, I just wanted to ask you about that. Like I said, because nobody asks about a dedication of a book, you know, (laughs) and and when I did, when I did, I thought immediately of my older sister, Karen. So I said, you know something, I have to ask David only because this is how I feel about my sister as well. So now that we've, now that we've done that, the very first chapter is why this book and why now? You know, there is, when we, when we look at, well, let, let me, let me make a broad statement. When we look at anyone that we might respect in society today, an Oprah, you know, who came from incredibly severe sexual abuse to mm-hmm. rise to the ranks that she is right now. Um, we look at, you know, a Nelson Mandela in prison 27 years to come out right. South as a black. There is one common, or, or my friend Marquette King, who I write about in the book, who's the punter for the Oakland Raiders football team. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was going to reference him. You just beat me to it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like if there's, one thing, or, or you know, Kenny Loggins, uh, the, the singer that I've interviewed, Meatloaf, the singer that I interviewed. You know, there's so many people I mentioned in the book. There's one thing they all have in common, and that is the incredible ability to focus and walk through walls to accomplish a goal in life. 
If anyone listening to this show, if you're clean and sober and you remember the walls you walked through to get there, that's focus. If you've ever lived on the street, like my mentor, Joe Cerulli, who I also write about at the end of the book, if you were ever homeless, he walked through walls. Now, he's very unique. He became a multi-crillionaire after being homeless. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with, with... You know, what we all have in common as we accomplish something in life is that we must get incredibly focused. And in the the, the first introduction, when I write about why this book and why now, this is one of the most exciting and scariest times of our lives because there's so many things trying to pull us Mm -hmm. off of focus. There's so much distraction, you know, like... You, you, you go into a restaurant and you can see people who are best friends, who are lovers, who are relatives, that family members that they look up every 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, everybody's on their phones all the time. Even my mother, who's 89, God sits in the her. living room and looks at her iPhone while we're talking. Crazy, right? It is crazy. Mm. And you're right. You know, but and then we have. Uh, to me, it's very difficult to get that laser kind of focus. So I'm very interested in hearing a little more about this. Because yeah. I'm all over the place, too. I think it's harder for women. We are expected to multitask, and I hate that term. But, you know, I'm supposed to be talking on the phone, doing my job, sitting in a meeting, all at the same time. Well, don't you think, let me let me interject something here. Like, that is one of the things, you know, you said, women, we are supposed to. Yes. Right? Now, we we talk about addiction and recovery on this show, and we talk a lot, a lot about cookie-cutter mod- modules of recovery, right, where everybody says, this is where we're going to take these 47 people and train them the same exact way. And they're going to be fine. And they're going to be fine. And 46 of them don't get it. Right. So right. when when every woman is expected to multitask, we're putting something on them in a cookie cutter type of way. Um, oh yeah, there used to be articles about how to do it. Yeah, and and uh, right. I'm going to have to uh, we're going to have to pick this up on the other side because we're uh, we're in need of a, a hard break here. So we can pick it up on the other side and we can talk about the multitasking and we can talk about focusing Focus. instead of doing 900 different things like you're expected to do in your mind. And, um, and not doing them well. And not doing them <laughs> not well. Not doing any of them well. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. If you want to call and ask, talk to David, uh, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Call in. Let your voice be heard. We'll be back in a moment. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. We have David Essel on the line, and we were speaking about his new book, Focus. And before we went to break, Ellen was saying something about women being expected to multitask. And this book, Focus, is perfect for David to share how Ellen can focus on one thing instead of 27. <laughs> you know, it's, and, and you're right, Ellen, especially if you go back years ago, you know, women were supposed to juggle between, um, you know, having the children, taking care of the house, cooking the meals, grocery shopping, and then they eventually uh, were elevated up to not only doing all that, but also having a career. Oh, um, I, I always said I had to do everything my mother did, plus everything my father did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because and, men didn't step up to the plate when we went to work. And I, I, no. you know, I can talk about that for a long time, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win an argument here. Yeah, no, no. And, and before I go any further, for all of your listeners, you, you can actually get a free preview of the book at our website, talkdavid.com, talkdavid.com. And we also, guys, we, and this is something very unique in the literary world, we, there's a 100, 100% money-back guarantee on the book. And we explain it on my website, talkdavid.com. You can go read that, and it tells you exactly what you can do. And at the end of doing what we ask, if you're not pleased with the book, you send it to us, and we send you the $9.95 right back in the mail. So, Hey, you know, this is okay. crazy. Um, and last week we had Rob Kelly on from Rob Kelly Addiction Services, and he said on, on the radio, if – your loved one does not stay clean and sober after after um, visiting my program. We will refund you a hundred percent. David's saying yeah. this week, About if you don't book. like my book, we're going to refund you stuff. So I'm thinking, who can I get on here next year, next week? <laughs> who, will have, who has a money back guarantee? Yeah, guaranteeing yeah. success. Nobody does. Nobody does that, and I commend you wholeheartedly yeah. for doing that, David. And that means you, one, you believe in yourself; two, you believe in what you put in print; and three, you believe in society that they will absorb what it is that you're that you're sharing with us well you, you know and and we are so confident as a matter of fact going back to what your guest rob does um yeah so you know in 1990 when i started my work as a counselor and a life coach now this is 28 years ago we from that day till today we offer a 100 percent money-back guarantee on my counseling work you know so let's go to focus i mean we we with our work we focus 100% on the success of our clients, whether you're reading my book or you're working with me one-on-one. And, um, and it's, it's not hard to do if you really, number one, know what you're doing, and number two, are committed to client success. Um, but anyway, you, know, go, so we, we, you, you can preview the book for free at talkdavid.com. But when we talk about focus, one goal at a time, and I was on a... a um, Palm Beach television station last week, guys, over on your side of the, of the state. Uh-huh. And the host said to me, now, you're talking about focusing only on one goal at a time. I said, that's correct. She goes, how do you do that when you have a family and a career and everything? And I said, ah, that's a great question. What we're talking about is finding one goal. It could be sobriety. It could be finances. It could be your weight. It could be blood sugar levels. It could be your relationship. It's finding one goal. And it's making the decision that until you move some pretty big mountains going after that one goal, you are not going to distract yourself by trying to do something else as well. 
But that doesn't mean that you don't pay attention to your, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, your kids, your work. You know, it just means that you're going to take one hour a day, and this is the, the recipe we give in the book, one hour a day, five to six days a week for 90 straight days. And you're going to commit to a program that you'll come up with or that if you hire a consultant, a coach, a, a personal trainer, whatever you're looking for, that you're going to commit a minimal of one hour a day to get your home organized, your office organized, your relationship back on track, your uh, addiction under control or moving in that direction in 90 days, your weight training and your clean eating being uh, becoming part of who you are in 90 days. So what we're saying is, when you make that commitment, you don't like in three or four weeks go, well, you know, the weight isn't coming off, so maybe I'll just go start focusing on money. Because right. we all know if it's a big goal, you're going to hit plateaus, setbacks. But if you stay super focused, you would be shocked at how you can start to see massive life change in 90 days. Yeah, you know, and it's it's funny the way that the way that you laid that out is almost or is exactly the way that you and I found ourselves clean and sober after, you know, an hour a day, you know, and and what I did at the beginning when I was like wanting or testing the waters, and people would say, go to ninety meetings in ninety days. So the good oh. addict in me, I I did 90 meetings in 30 days and then said, well, (laughs) why didn't this work until they said, Hey, dopey, (laughs) Hey, dopey, go to a meeting a day for 90 days. Oh, okay. And if you don't like what we have to offer, we'll gladly refund you on your misery. So after 90 days, you kind you are kind of retraining yourself into doing, you know, um, what is it? What do they say? It takes so long to make a habit, but only quarter of the time to break it. Well, that's a much uh, discussed and disputed concept, Ray. Actually, I, I have a funny story to tell you about that. So years and years ago, they came up with this statement that it takes 21 days to form right. a habit. Okay. I was speaking to a publisher's group a couple years ago, and a woman asked me, and I was talking about this very book before we had even written it. I was mm-hmm. talking about 90 days full commitment. It might be seven days a week, really a minimal of six. It could be an hour and a half or two hours a day, but a minimal of an hour. And so someone raised my hand and said, well, you're talking about 90 days. Can't we change a habit in 21 days? And I started laughing on stage and I go, guys, I got to be honest with you. I've heard that so many times. You can change a habit in 21 days. I've never seen anyone do it. Right. And, and if they did, I'm going to guess it's a miracle. If it's a big goal now, you know, could you cut back your television time by 15 minutes a day over 21 days and call that a change in habit? Sure. Sure. But I'm talking about big goals. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this girl sitting right in the front, a publisher, raised her hand and she said, uh, Mr. Essel, I can tell you where that theory came from, the 21 day thing. I said, Oh my God, thank you, because I have no idea. She was probably in her mid 60s and she said, When I was a kid, I was a military brat. And we traveled all over the world. About every eight months to a year, we would move, usually to a different country because my father was way up in the ranks. So she said one day he was telling me how if I wanted to really improve my spelling, I could do it in 21 days. And I asked him what he meant. He said, you can change a habit in 21 days. And so I looked at my dad and I go, Dad, where'd you get that information from? I've never heard that before. And she said he sheepishly looked at her and said, well, it's actually not a proven fact, but when I joined the military, my officer told me it was true, and I have to share it with everyone else as if it's true. Because, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we don't have time for these guys to create habits in anything less than 21 days. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, no, that's very true, right? Yeah. You know, but, but, but. If, and it might work in the military, be, seriously, because you're under so much pressure and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and with that kind of pressure where you're 24-7 living with someone, guys, that theory could be true. But most of us don't have a counselor, a coach, or a personal trainer living with us 24-7. So right. because of that, I think we really need to give it a very hard, strong run of 90 straight days 
an hour or more a day, six days a week. And, you know, in the book, we, we, we share these incredible stories about Evelyn, who lost 240 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, we, um, this guy, Tom, who was an opiate addict and alcoholic for 30 years, and in 90 days, I am not kidding you, we got this guy in such a powerful, sober state that a year later, his wife called me crying on the phone saying, I don't know what happened. I have finally found the man I married 30 years ago. That's awesome, isn't well, it? You know, and so we know that when you put a concentrated, focused effort for 90 days, and you have to be, ladies and gentlemen, here's one of the most important points I can tell you. You have to expect walls and blocks to be put in front of you. Do not listen to Ray and Alan and I tonight and go, that's it. I'm going to do it. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> I'm saved. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a, a walk in the park because if it's a huge goal, it'll be tough, but it will be so worth it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, 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 um, there's a lot of times that I don't, um, looking for a word, but I don't pat myself on the back for the for the time and service that I've put in recovery, like my my own personal recovery, because like today I'm today it's it's expected of me by myself to do what it is that I do, but for anyone to step out of their comfort zone and. Take take the ninety. I don't want to say the ninety day challenge. Now I sound like Bill Phillips that uh, you reference in your book too. But um, I took that ninety day challenge as well. But yeah. you know, to take to to take your life and focus on one thing, like you say, that could give you the the best positive outcome in an after ninety days. Um, you have to commend anyone that can walk through that and mm-hmm. come out a champion. You know, well, and and the other thing. So number one is you know expect blocks to come up. You know psychological blocks. I'm too tired to go to the gym today. Um, this isn't working. I'm just going to go back to my old eating programs or whatever the block. Just expect them to come up. So when they come up, you're not going to use them to stop the program. The other thing, right. guys, that we found super important in this 90 day personal challenge to change your life is you've got to have an accountability partner. Now, it might be a neighbor down the street that you have talked to forever about how you're finally going to get in shape and you're finally going to join a gym, and that might be it, right? But they, but you've got to find someone who's not going to listen to your crap and put up with your excuses. Don't make it your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend unless you're wanting to lose the relationship <laughs> because it's one of the <laughs> quickest ways to end a relationship is to get them as your accountability partner and then to argue every night about why you couldn't do what you said you were going to do today or whatever. You know, so your, your first choice is someone who's really dedicated that you know that you can be open and honest with who will hold your feet to the fire. The mm-hmm. second option is to actually hire someone who's an expert, a financial expert, weight loss expert, personal trainer, um, a stress management expert, uh, you know, a, a counselor. It really it would behoove you, as you listen to this show, to find the resources to commit time, effort, and money because you are worth it. When, when you know, people, whenever someone says, you know, I'm worthy of a great body, but they don't have one. I'm worthy of recovery, but they're, but they're not recovered. I'm worthy of financial independence, but they're not financially independent. I always say to them, no one is worthy of jack crap who's not willing to invest in themselves. Like, I don't care if you're a child of God. You don't use these kind of words. Like, I'm a child of God. God wants me happy, healthy, and wealthy. B.S. God wants you to work your tail off to earn whatever it is you want. But you can't cop out and say, well, you know, if I'm supposed to be wealthy, I would be. If I'm supposed to be sober, I Oh, my God, speaking of sobriety, guys, I have a story in the book. We were, we were talking about, you know, my, my, one of my favorite targets, of course, is always the law of attraction. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and in the book, we talk about what a fallacy it is, you know, that the, for people that aren't familiar with it, you know, whatever you believe you can achieve and 
your thoughts become things. And if you think good thoughts, you can have checks coming in the mail and all this nonsense. <laughs> Wouldn't that be you great? Know, yeah. I'd be thinking them all the time. Oh, you and me, you and me both, Alan. And, and I tell a story about a woman that came where alcohol was really destroying her life and, and her family's life. And we were, we were getting her on this great path, and she was understanding recovery, and she was starting to dramatically cut back the amount she drank. And then she went to this personal growth workshop, and the teacher, during this timeout, was talking to her, and she heard my client's story, and she looks at her, and she goes, listen, if God wants you to get sober, you'll get sober. Stop feeling guilty and ashamed about how much you drank. Just turn it over to God. And enjoy whatever you're drinking now. Don't let it bother you. And if he wants you, then you will attract that sobriety into your life. She came back from this weekend workshop, and I lost it. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that's some very bad advice. Oh, it's horrendous. You know, it's horrendous. And what I explained to her is if you want something, you have to work for it. No one, whether you believe in God or Buddha or some universal light, is going to come in, unless it's a miracle, is going to come in and take your cravings away or fix your financial crap or your relationship. You have to be willing to focus with effort, put everything you can into it, get an accountability partner, and give yourself the best chance to create the life you desire and deserve. Very true, very true. You know, and and it reminded me when you were saying that about the the woman, there was a guy that I went to meetings with early in recovery, and um, he always said God will provide and, you know, God's in charge and this and that and the other thing. And then one week he came in and he was complaining that his lights got turned off. (laughs) No, there is an action that yeah. has to that has to, to take place. Bills. Yeah, there is an yeah. action that has to take place. I mean, yes, your higher power will guide you in, and you know, a power greater than yourself will will bring you to places that you have to never been to. But there has to be an action step in there somewhere. And with this with this book, I am reading that accountability, like you said. I mean, if you got seven or eight things on your plate then you're never going to be accountable for that one thing that you want to do. And there's a lot of people out there that probably use that as um, haze so they don't have to focus on the one thing that will change their value or anything. So we are we are ready to go to break right now, and um, we'll pick it up on the other side. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. We have our dear friend David Essel on the line with us. And ultimately, when we are on the line with David, we have, you know, we we go into these crazy conversations and it's great and I love it. But we need to do a little bit of the administrative stuff here so people will find out how they can get in touch with you and... All of that other good stuff. You did say something about 15 minutes of counseling. So if you would, share it now, David, and then that way we can just wrap up the show without getting caught short. Oh, oh thank you, Ray. Yeah, for all of Ray's listeners and Ellen's listeners, I'd like to offer 
a free 15-minute phone counseling session. So whatever your goal is that you want to focus on, if it's money or relationships or recovery or your career, whatever it might be, weight loss, uh, we cover it all. Just go to talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K, david.com. Send us an email and just say, hey, I was listening to you on Ray's show, and I'd like to get a free 15-minute phone counseling session. One of my staff will get back to you within 24 hours. We will book the time. You and I will talk. You can tell me very quickly what the challenge is, what your goal is. We'll actually set in that first conversation a few different action steps so that you really know what direction to take. While you're on the website, talkdavid.com, you can preview the book. You can flip through pages right on the website, take a look at what people are saying. You know, one of the coolest things that happened mm-hmm. that, that you guys know, Ray and Ellen, because you have a copy of the book, is that um, one of my friends and an incredible celebrity and human being, Jenny McCarthy, she wrote <laughs> yes. forward to the book. You know, she is such a rock star, and you can read her forward right on the website, what she had to say about the book. Um, so just go to talkdavid.com and take advantage of everything. Awesome. And where can they get the book? They can buy it through the website, of course, but can they get it anywhere else? Yeah, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com are the quickest ways to get it. And, you know, if, if you're a Prime member at Amazon, you get free shipping. Right. So, you know. Is, it, is there a Kindle version yet or no? There's a Kindle version on Amazon as well. Absolutely. Nice. That that's all. That's always good. You know what I mean? Because there are so many different um, styles of reading today. Yeah, I'm you know? a Kindle person, but I with this book because there are exercises at the end yeah. of each chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it almost would behoove you to get a hard copy so you can write. You know, I find myself with a Kindle. I might be thinking the answers, mm-hmm. but I'm not yeah. writing them down. And I think the act of writing is important. Right. Right. At, at least it is for me. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. We encourage people that even if you get it on Kindle, have a notepad next to you and write the answers down because that's going to trigger. And let me tell you the number one reason why we tell people to write. The biggest block that you're ever going to face to accomplishing the big goal that you want to accomplish right now has nothing to do with the outside world. It's inside. It's the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind, the conscious mind wants to make more money, lose weight, get sober. The subconscious mind is the mind that says, you know what, why don't we start next Monday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put it off. I'd rather you know, I'm do going this. To, I'm going to read something because it's funny. You said the subconscious mind. It yeah. says, this is from your book. It says the subconscious mind is quite different. The subconscious mind only cares about patterns that you have set in life. What you have repeated over and over again in regards to what you eat, drink, how you spend money, how you treat people in life becomes a pattern in the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind will fight tooth and nail to keep your patterns alive, even if those patterns are not healthy. And that is that is so true. And, and unless you take that awareness into your own conscious mind – you will never be aware that your subconscious mind is you is pushing you back towards that cake. Yeah, I loved that when I read it because yeah. it's like that explains a lot. It does. It, it really does. does. And, and that makes that makes so much sense. And nobody uses that in any type of betterment program nobody nobody shares about the subconscious mind they always say this is what you need to do and you need to follow these steps or you need to follow these procedures but they never address the underlying programming really that is going to want to keep that pattern going yeah we change the programming in your brain really that it seems to me like that's what you need to do Alan, you're right. And, and Ray, thank you for reading that. That's one of the most important points in the whole book, because when people ask themselves, why is it that I can't quit drinking or smoking or eating sugar? Why is it that I can't quit spending money? Why is it that every time I get in a disagreement with my partner, I put my feet in cement and I have to be right? I right, have right. to be right. You know, so when, you, when, when people listen to what you just read from our book, Focus, it explains why it's hard to change behaviors. We are giving a logical explanation of why we resort back to behaviors that aren't healthy. It's like, 
oh my gosh, I've been doing this for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. My subconscious mind has accepted it as a pattern because the subconscious can't differentiate between healthy or unhealthy patterns. It accepts a pattern and it will fight like it, just like if you brush your teeth every morning before you leave the house. Well, when it becomes a pattern, you don't have to leave a note on your windshield in the car saying, go back and brush your teeth. <laughs> right. You know? It's like, <clears throat> that's, that's, that's an example of the positive side of a powerfully trained subconscious mind. You'd never leave the house without brushing your teeth. Well, the flip side of it is you would never go to bed without having six drinks or 25 Oreos. Or True. you would never, you know, and, and so whatever the bad part of the pattern is, we wanted to explain to people, like, why it's so hard to change. And what you just read, Ray, is the most important logical thing that people need to hear when they're trying to make a big change in life. No, and that and that's very true because if you don't have the awareness that there is something underlying trying to keep the rudder straight, you'll never be able to turn the rudder or you'll get frustrated. Like you said, you'll get yeah. 10 days into a, a, a new eating habit and throw it all away. It's because your subconscious mind is saying, nay, 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 we're going back to the way that we were. Yeah, this is right. how it's supposed yeah. to be, but uh -huh. it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I, I, I really... I didn't think about that until I read that in your book. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when, when you all this, like, like tonight, just before you guys, I had two clients back to back that I, I work with weight loss with. And one of them had a pretty choppy week and the other one had a really great week. Well, the one that had a choppy week, she's looking and, you know, she's an emotional eater and she overeats between nine and midnight. Mm. So, you know, she had gone two weeks in a row and had done great. And then the last seven days, four of the seven days between nine and midnight, she had eaten a bunch of junk, overeaten a bunch of food. And so when we were talking today and I said, now there is an example of the power of the subconscious mind. You're working with me in a weight loss program. You did great for several weeks. And all of a sudden you went off the rail. Like, isn't that fascinating how you can be held accountable by someone and still go off the rail because of the power of the subconscious mind? Now, right. that conversation, guys, totally turned her around. Like, because she, she came to the session basically, even though we did it via Skype, you know, shuffling her feet, feeling defeated, looking down, you know, like that kind of feeling. And at the end of our session, she's going, oh, my God, thank you for reminding me. This is just the pattern that's set. Now i got to go back out there and do what I know to do. So that now, keeps you from giving up. Now you're, yeah. now you're making me feel guilty that I ate a piece of pizza at 9 o'clock <laughs> last night. <laughs> I don't think you have anything to worry no, about. No, no. <laughs> but, well, no, I, you know, I, you know I, I totally get it. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing when we talk about someone who's an emotional spender. You know, mm -hmm. then, oh, my God, there's a sale. That type of response. Um, yeah, I, I you know, used to be one of those. You know, yeah. and, and my mother, my mother was a, an emotional spender, and she'll tell you straight up. You know what I mean? She's a, she's a recovering alcoholic, and, and she, I don't know necessarily as much today, but she was an emotional spender as well. She would buy stuff just to return it. Yeah, I used to you do know, that. And, and it that would make me feel good in the moment to buy right. it. And then we I had get to like home block go, oh, QVC on her. Yeah, on her, yeah, yeah you know? a lot of people got into trouble with us. Yeah, and and you know, yeah. well, that's the thing. Home I mean, we're not. It, so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's that it's about eating or or drugs or alcohol or anything like that. The subconscious mind and whatever it is that has been set in motion um, subconsciously. We'll take you down the trail of, of misery if you're trying to change and your subconscious mind is giving you that fight. If you don't have the awareness and if you don't have somebody like David uh, championing, championing your new way of life, then you're probably setting yourself up for not too much success. Yeah. Well, I think you, you may have an I can't do it. Yeah. program too and I'm thinking specifically of my son he wanted to be a hockey goalie yeah he's a southern kid never been on the ice in his life but he was good well it took time and it took yeah. that focus and 
you know, that that was all he thought about and all he cared about. And nobody could tell him he couldn't do it. And he did it. Hmm. He actually did it. And he was a Bruins fan. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely a Bruins fan. But, you know, that's one of the, that. That's I think he's probably the only person that I have seen set a goal like that as a kid and and do it. But that shows you right there that the hurdles that he is facing today, he can overcome them as well because he's 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 he has proof in the pudding already. He has a proven track record of record of changing his subconscious yes, thought. Of being able to do it, but he had to be motivated. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of it is 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 the motivation. Yeah, I think you, but that's you where David that's things. where David right. comes in and motivates you. Oh. You know, so you know, his book, we have about two minutes left. So, you know, the book is a great motivating factor in changing the way that some of the some of the things that you want to change in your life. And you know, I, I totally love when you come on, David, because we just blast through this thing and I go, well, we've been talking for 10 minutes and I'm getting a two minute a two minute done. You know, um so we are absolutely not done with this conversation oh, no, at all. This is a great you know great because book. it th- th- these are things that we need and people that are listening with with their isms can say, "Ooh, wow. Now it makes sense." So we have about a minute left, David. So I just want to thank you for coming on again. Doing, giving us a stellar performance as you always do, and it's not a performance; it's reality. You know, so thank you for calling in again, David. Uh, Ray, Alan, I love being with you guys, and for all of your listeners, you know, there is a lot of power and hope. Don't get hung on how long it takes you to accomplish something. Throw out that timeline. We say commit ninety days, but don't give up when you hit the eighty or the forty or the. 30-day mark, and you go, crap, I've been off Just keep to it. For three days, grab yeah. hope, get back on the track, keep listening to Ray and Ellen on this station, and you will be able to shock your pants off when you can accomplish things that maybe today you're doubtful. Put the effort and time in and hold on to hope. And with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.